You are listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We release a new episode every Tuesday. Come join us for a new recipe and a good story. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. You as the consumer have the choice of who you pay your bills to. Why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. Hello listeners, my name is Sarah Somasundaram and I am here with my two co-hosts, Erin Walker. Hi. Hi. And Heather Dyer. Hello there. <laughs> How are you this fine morning? This fine morning. Is it fine? Um, I think it's okay. It's fine. It looks it's cold <laughs> outside. I haven't been out yet. I'm still in my pajamas, but it looks kind of chilly out there. It does, but it's like perfect because we are recording this on Halloween morning and it's supposed to look like this on Halloween morning. Spooky. Yeah. And cozy. Yes. Until you have to go out and trick or treat, but. I'm still in my flannels and if I can pull this off right, I'm just going to put like my rain pants over top of my flannels. And who did you learn that from? Sarah taught that to me for many years. That's That's right. right. Never show up dressed. Just show up like you're dressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even at school pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon, still That's wearing right. the flannels, That's flannel right. pajamas, but and rain you wouldn't pants. know. She's a pro. You wouldn't know. She's a pro. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets super cold, just switch to snow pants over your pajamas. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I did Very. that, and then I had to go wait in line for something last year. Oh, I was in my like full snow outfit with my flannels underneath and I had to wait outside for half of it and then inside for half. So the outside part was great. The inside part got a little uncomfortable when I had to like unzip my jacket and I was like, these aren't my flannel pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? These plaid shirts now that are so in Mm -hmm. right now, that's just look like your flannel i was just ahead of the times that's right (laughs) you brought the trend in (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm that's a story i'm sticking to it okay so what's happening aaron where do you think the largest banana plantation in europe is in europe (laughs) wait i didn't even know there were banana plantations what are we talking about yes exactly i would not okay let's think about this sarah okay i would say Um, mediterranean yeah portugal is that, is that your final answer? Okay, I'm going to say Iceland just because it's going to no, be I'm something gonna go with like that. France. I don't know. Iceland is in Europe, is it? Yes. Yeah, it's a kind of in an odd spot. Okay, tell us, Aaron. Okay, thanks for killing it, Sarah, because the largest banana plantation is in Iceland. Ah. Ah. Why are you mad at her for getting it right? Because I wasn't supposed <laughs> I said, thanks to. for killing it. <laughs> She killed it with her answer. Sort of sarcastic. I'm a little bit disappointed sort of like... that you got it because it couldn't go, aha, because I love to one-up everyone, right? Come on. This was a sheer guess. So, <laughs> Okay, you're totally right. Iceland powers and runs their electricity and their heat and everything on geothermal energy. Mm-hmm. So they live 
like right on the continental shelf between uh, North America and Europe. Mm -hmm. They have massive greenhouses that they started in the 1940s Mm. that are all geothermal heated and provide light. And they grow things like tomatoes, cucumbers, strawberries, and bananas. Mm. So super interesting. They don't produce a lot in terms of bananas, but most of the bananas that, that are a large majority of bananas that you do get in Europe do come from Iceland. Oh, okay. Which is really cool. And the thing that I think is the neatest about this is because it started back in 1941, since then, a lot of the tropical produced bananas, Mm -hmm. uh, the banana crops are currently going through quite a huge problem with something called the Panama disease. And it is a fungus that is decimating Mm -hmm. the Cavendish banana, which is the most commonly consumed banana Mm -hmm. and what we find in our stores. However, because they started this greenhouse so far in the past their population of bananas is isolated from this fungus and so as time goes on they could actually play a really important role in preserving the species and producing bananas in years to come because this is right now becoming a huge issue in central and south american countries where they do produce bananas oh interesting Why don't we import bananas from Iceland? It seems like it would be a lot closer. So for European countries, the cost of shipping and importing bananas from South American countries is about the same as importing the bananas produced in Iceland because it's still costly to produce them there. Um, Mm -hmm. They have to heat the greenhouses and they also have to provide the light because the daylight cycle is a lot shorter there so the cost of the bananas is about the same and geographically they might have to fly them over instead or ship them over instead of truck them over i guess from south america right that, you think that's they're how... trucked are they trucked from south america to here that's a long way i'm I, not i know sure that avocados are trucked and oh. limes were trucked so i don't know what that's a really good question well that's very interesting mm-hmm. they could they could very well save the banana, right? Mm. So cool. Iceland bananas. I love Iceland. I haven't been to Iceland, but I love everything I hear about Iceland. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very sad that I did not hear about this before we went there because I would have definitely put this on my list of things that we needed to drive by and see. Totally. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was just really cool. That would be so. cool to see in a greenhouse. It would yeah. be. Mm. So Sarah. Yes. Are you making something with bananas today? I am not. I am not. It is, um, by the time this episode comes out, it it would be holiday season. Mm -hmm. Mid-December. That's right. And I've got a perfect recipe. Well, I'm going to have the perfect recipe. I just have to take measurements when I make this. Um, For for something you can do with your leftover turkey. Oh, nice. Or leftover whatever poultry you use. So it's a soup. Mm. I usually make the soup with, I make the broth of the soup with the turkey carcass that we have pulled off all the meat off of it. Right. Throw it into a big soup pot, boil it for about two or three hours with some garlic and ginger in it, strain the broth, 
And then basically it's coconut milk, a little bit of curry powder, like a teaspoon of curry powder. If you want to add more spices, I'll write those spices it's, up. It's not going to be the whole bag of curry powder no. as I imitate no. Sarah making yeah. her goat curry for just, the Wally just last year. Just put some in there. Just put a little. <laughs> we'll just dump the bag. Oh, <laughs> It's just, okay. it's a very, very little amount of... I'm glad um, you gave us measurements okay. because I feel like your little bit of curry powder may have been <laughs> skewed in this, my mind. This is not going to be like curry-ish. This okay. is going to be very soupy. It's just going to have a slight, okay. slight um, <laughs> hint of curry powder in it. And then coconut milk goes in it. Yeah. And then what you do is you then put brown rice and this is really important you put brown rice mm. into the soup and you let it cook in the soup and the reason you use brown rice even though i prefer white rice white rice will go soggy in this brown rice mm. won't right okay. it's a tougher okay. grain it can kind of mm -hmm. stand up to that yeah so then it can stay in the fridge for longer as you're mm. eating it i mm. see yep right and then and then you put all your leftover veggies in there and you've got a delicious soup mm. that now you don't have to just eat turkey sandwiches. You can have turkey soup. Hmm. But I'm not making turkey this year. <laughs> <laughs> You've already decided. I'm, I'm going to do this with chicken. I'm going to do this perfectly with chicken. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the first half of this episode where we haven't made up our mind yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like Tune most of later. my episodes. Yeah. This I remember when I went... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to make like the chicken, what was it? Um, enchiladas. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do chicken. I'm yeah, making yeah. chorizo. Mm -hmm. Anyway, with chicken, with the chicken ones, you don't have to wait for it to be a leftover. You can just make the soup. Yeah. But you need the chicken with the bones on. Mm -hmm. So that it kind of takes one step, off, like you're basically making the broth. Yeah. And then you're pulling the meat off and then putting it back into the soup. Yeah. So it'll be good. I like Fabulous. it. Mm -hmm. I just have to have a piece of paper and a pencil and write down exactly what I'm doing because it's one of those things that I wing it. I, mm. I do it to taste. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it when someone else wings it. <laughs> <laughs> and that should give everybody listening the confidence to say, I cooked with this. I've got that leftover. Exactly. It's leftovers in your soup. It's leftover soup. Mm -hmm. stretch that Christmas exactly. dinner or yeah and then it's not just one texture right you're not just having the yeah. meat next to mashed potatoes and the meat between mm -hmm. sandwiches you're having a soup as well so you've got tons of options there mm, and that's mm -hmm. so good the day after to just throw everything into a pot let it mm -hmm. cook up relax mm -hmm. yep smell it all afternoon uh, and then you get to pull out this cozy warm oh Man, am I in the mood for this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me too. My feet it's the are perfect cold right weather. It's the yeah. perfect weather today because I am cold in my house. Are you guys cold in your houses? Yes. Like I am. Freezing. I got my flannels on. <laughs> Me too, but I also have a sweater because I'm so cold. Oh man! <laughs> but it's great soup weather. Oh, I love cozy meals, and so I like much. that it's just a little bit of a different take with the ginger. Yes. Yeah. And the curry. Yeah. This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. 
They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Okay, we are back after having some soup in this perfectly cool weather, cold well, did I just say cool? It's cold. It is kind of cold. cold. Well, it's better well, this week. It's going to get worse. Shh. Keep it it's in winter. <laughs> it is winter. So we do expect colder temperatures <laughs> are coming our way. We're going to go with two options here. We're going to do the leftover turkey or chicken that you had in your fridge that you prior, like cooked prior to the day that you're making the soup. So if you do it that way, um, you just need some couple of cloves of garlic, slices of ginger, and you don't have to mince these, but you just bruise them with the back of your knife. Okay. When you are making um, your stock, you put your turkey carcass in. I, I, I find that, that word really funny, carcass. carcass. <laughs> so you put the turkey carcass in into a big soup pot and you throw some sorry you throw some garlic cloves in there smashed you throw some slices of ginger Uh, by the time i went to make this soup i really felt like like a thai spin on curry soup so i threw lemongrass in here Mm -hmm. i sort of broke like broke it and bruised it and i threw uh, lemongrass in here and i boiled it for at least one hour i would say as the broth is going you slice up an onion and you fry that up in a different pot with your minced garlic, minced green chili, and some slices of ginger. Just fry that up lightly and then you drain your broth, remove whatever meat you want off of your turkey, whatever your leftover meat is. You put it into the pot. (laughs) It's the free meat. And this is now, at this point, this is your choice. If you want to go the Thai way, take a tablespoon of Thai curry paste, sort of loosen it up in the oil that you're frying all the onion and garlic and ginger with. If you don't have Thai curry paste, you'd rather go like the curry powder way, then just sprinkle about, you put one to two teaspoons over the the chicken, mix all that up, put the broth in, and let that simmer for... I would say at least 20 minutes so that all the raw flavors cook down. Mm -hmm. And then you put your leftover veggies in, whatever you want to do. Or if you don't have any leftover veggies, just cut up some carrots. I put cauliflower in this one. Oh, and then you add coconut milk right at the end for 10 minutes. And then your soup is ready. Here are two spins on this. As soon as you put the chicken in or the turkey in, before you put the veggies in, take three quarter of cup of brown rice. It has to be brown rice. Right. And put it into the broth and let the broth cook the rice. If you don't want to go the root of the rice, this is another great option, is that once you have all that soup with the meat and the veggies, so no rice in it, heat up some rice vermicelli and make a noodle soup. And that would be a great different take on a turkey soup. Mm-hmm. So you got two ways to go with this, and this will all be on the website. I decided to do this with chicken because I didn't have any leftover turkey. 
So did you do the curry? I didn't do the curry paste. I did the curry powder. Uh-huh. I didn't have curry paste, unfortunately, but I had lemongrass. So maybe you tasted the lemongrass mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. So it had that little bit of a Thai kind of style. And then serve <laughs> with a baguette mm. or with noodles. Mm. Well, I had this for breakfast mere moments mm. ago. Oh, well, that's what you were eating. That's what I was eating because <laughs> okay. I didn't forget about this recording today. <laughs> It was so good this morning. Mm-hmm. I loved the cauliflower in there. Yeah. And since you spoke about putting coconut milk in soups, mm-hmm. I've had a chance to make my own chicken soup. Nice. Mm. And I've been, I've got a few ice cubes of frozen coconut milk in my fridge. Yeah. And so what I did when I made chicken soup is I just took an ice cube of coconut milk out and put it into my soup and oh my. My kids always have an ice cube in their soup. I don't know if this is common practice in your house too. Oh, to, like, to make it because cool it's too it hot, down. So they have to oh, cool right. it down with a little right. ice cube no, in it. It's... We just wait for it to cool on. Yeah. Just blow on it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Ice cubes come out onto our table. And I had some uh-huh. coconut milk ice cubes left over mm. from my uh, Anona Swizzle cocktail that I had a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what do I do with these ice cubes? And I was like, I'm adding them into my chicken soup. Such yeah. such a delicious, creamy flavor mm-hmm. to add in there. Yeah. I just love it. And I love the cauliflower in the soup. Yes. And I just, I went with cauliflower because I didn't have any leftovers for this soup, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. in reality, after Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever big meal that you've had, you would have leftovers that have already, so whatever vegetable or meat goes into this would be, yeah, sort of defined by the dinner you you've served the night before. Yeah, but cauliflower seemed to go well with like that Thai craving that I was having. So I'm like, I gotta go for. It. Yeah, like I haven't thought of putting cauliflower in my soup. So I loved, I loved that mm-hmm. all around. Was it like super chopped up? I did chop it up. I did. I don't like big chunky soup. So that's again up to you, right? If you like big chunks of food in your soup then go for a bigger cut of chicken and cauliflower or whatever veggie. Well, when it's really big, I don't know, like if I have a big potato in my soup and I put it in my mouth, then I'm doing the like, too hot, too hot, yeah, can't bite yeah. into it. So I think smaller yeah. pieces are more practical for a soup too. Right. I just wanted to say what I thought of the soup. Yeah, awesome. tell us. <laughs> <No. laughs> um, we, not me personally, but my kids have been sick recently. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kids have been sick, it seems. Yes. And yes. it was like, not that I shared it with the sick <laughs> sick kids i ate it myself but right. i was thinking it is like the perfect soup if you've not been feeling great because maybe because it isn't the big chunks i don't yeah. know it's like soft yeah easy to eat right. there's nothing in there that's like gonna give you a, a sharp i don't know how to say it. it's like everything just sort of blends together right. and it's like comforting mm-hmm. and it reminded me the texture of like how the cauliflower sort of just falls apart reminds me of the rice in the uh congee congee mm-hmm. yes which is like that kind of comforting comforting soft yeah, yeah, yeah. i was thinking a lot of congee this morning right. too as i as i was sipping it, it down it. yeah mm-hmm. and but was, very different flavor profile mm-hmm. but you could totally. do a congee with that sort of totally. flavor profile so that's what it reminded me of Thai congee I, oh wow yes. I never with chicken oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh i just i thought it was 
So when I first opened it and smelled it, I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like something in here smells it's just good. so good. It makes me really mm. think of my green chicken curry, yeah, but in like a soup form because I just ate it like two nights ago mm -hmm. too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like a mm. squirt of lime juice mm -hmm. on there yes. at the end would be good. Yes. I Some don't think cilantro I've... on top. Mm, yeah. Not for Aaron, Ugh. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> now you've ruined it. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever cooked with lemongrass because I don't really know how. So I like the tip. Mm -hmm. Just break it, you bruise it, just like an herb, right? It just brings out the oils once you kind of distress it. Yeah. Some people cut it and then um, again, with the back of their knife, they kind of smash it down and yeah. then you just throw it into the soup. You don't actually eat the lemongrass, Yeah, you right? take it back out. Mm -hmm. With the lemongrass that we get, mm. um, just take the outer husk out. So you want the green part that's inside. Do you buy it frozen or you buy it fresh? It comes in fresh, yeah. but it's quite old. And then I throw okay. it right into my freezer right after. Oh, okay. I'm going to buy it next time I'm at the... Hmm, yummy so many great tips and just mm -hmm. to make your chicken soup just a that little bit different than just you've yeah, made a little it bit before. different right like just yeah. you've been eating turkey you've been, you're gonna have turkey sandwiches probably you're gonna have turkey sandwiches with gravy probably mm -hmm. oh that sounds but even good. the flavor profile of the turkey and the meal you eat yeah is probably not going to be anything like this flavor profile. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you just get to change, to change things up. Mm -hmm. the flavor yeah. instead of just like the same thing again. Yeah. You're sick of turkey now and you want to change it Because we do it get sick of turkey. Yeah. You know, by the second or third day, we're like, ah. Now so what? This is some a soup I always yeah. make, but this time I made it with the lemongrass. And I think this winter I will make it that Thai way. And I think I will serve it with um, noodles. I want to try it with noodles instead mm. of the rice in it. Mm. Yeah, I got some brown rice kicking around in my cupboard. Now mm -hmm. I know how I'm going to use it. This is the only thing it's perfect <laughs> for. <laughs> I remember buying it being like, hmm, maybe we can change up a rice. And I made it once and said, nope. <laughs> I guess it goes in like a pilaf or something like that, maybe. Right. where you want that texture but right, it's right, not, right. My, not my favorite no yeah no me neither no, if you eat rice you gotta enjoy your rice yeah mm -hmm. i mean with this kind of soup you could have let's say you have leftover white rice and you just put it in when you to heat it serve it yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah. put it in while it's cooking but exactly. in your bowl that would put work rice, put soup over i think that would be good that yeah. would work totally but this is a great lunch to take mm. to work after you can freeze it, right? Mm. And it's free meat. Hello? It's free meat. <laughs> Get everything you can off that carcass. That's right. Okay, I'm going to give one more tip about the stock. Okay. I don't think you can do it with cooked meat. But if you are making this soup with, like you went to the store and said, okay, I feel like soup. And so you go buy some chicken to do mm -hmm. this with. And say, for example, like, like me, you go and buy chicken thighs. Okay. Bring a pot of water to boil, like you're a real robust boil. And you put your chicken thighs into it. So with bone in, because mm -hmm. you want the broth mm -hmm. to pull the flavor from the bones. Um, you put your chicken thighs in for, I would say, between three to five minutes. And then you take them out and you rinse them off and you throw away that water and then you start your stock from there your broth will be extremely clear 
So like, you know, when you go to Asian restaurants sometimes and you eat wonton soup or pho and you can tell that certain places have extremely clear broth, like you can, and then some have a very kind of murky broth. That's the difference. And I feel like it tastes different. So what happens so, in that three to five minutes? So all that scum, do you know that scum that you see that raise, rises to the top of is it sometimes? That or what is I think it's just, I don't know what scum is. I've always looked this up, but the, all that stuff gets removed and then your, your broth ends up being very clear. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But so that's a really quick, easy way of clarifying your broth. Hmm. That hmm. just seems like too much work. <laughs> Good tips. Yeah, that does seem like an extra. Sometimes, though, Erin, as we have found out, sometimes extra steps do actually, it seems like, oh, why would I go to that extra work? Sometimes it does actually make a difference in the end. And we go, I think those steps were worth it. Yeah. Oh, God. So much work. I know. (laughs) But it's worth it. (laughs) Sounds like my kids. Oh, does this water seriously have to boil? Can't I make craft dinner without boiling it? Yeah. You can try, but you'll regret it. <laughs> I am going to make this soup. I just, even if it's like my regular method, but I'm putting some of those flavors in there, like Erin mm-hmm. said, um, yeah. to add like the coconut milk or whatever oh, into yeah. the curry, what, like just. And so buy that good. lemongrass and pop it into your broth. Oh yeah. my God, I love that in broth. Yeah. I don't know how or when I discovered that, but a couple of years ago I started doing it. Mm. And I just know broth is the same now without that lemongrass. Mm. And do you know mm. all those curry leaves that you guys bought and put into your freezer? Oh yeah. I still have some. I still yeah. have oh, some. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Instead of lemongrass, you can do that with curry leaves. So if you want more of an Indian profile, do that with curry leaves. Mm. Let's just put it all in. Do you ever put Parmesan rinds mm. into your broth too? No. Yes. I don't know if it'd be as good in chicken. Is it as good in chicken? I do yeah. it in my chicken broth. Mm. I have a What pro- do you do it in, Heather, that you said yeah. would be good with chicken? Well, if you put it in like a bolognese, like Ooh, a okay. tomato-based, something tomato-based, um, like an Italian mm-hmm. profile maybe. If you're simmering, you know when you simmer a yeah, bowl yeah, yeah. like all day, put right. your yeah. put your um, Parmesan rinds. When you finish your cheese, yeah, yep. just pop that in the freezer, right, and then put yep. it into that sauce and let it simmer. Does it, it disintegrate? No, not completely. No. They okay. like turn like, into like a big. It looks like a mushy thing, thing. and you just yeah. take that. Out. Some people say just eat. You can still eat it, which I'm sure is probably delicious. I haven't but done I that just yet. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I never thought. Oh, thanks for the tip. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. a Parmesan rind in your broth is oh, also okay. a gooder. Because mm. what do you do with Parmesan rind? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It then see you're stretching all your ingredients. Totally. As, and Parmesan is expensive sometimes, it right? Is. So yeah. So yeah, make use of it. Yeah. Oh, use it all up. Tip. I it's like that. salty and mm-hmm. it Ooh, adds that, that little bit of like umami flavor right Mm -hmm. like it's got that yeah it's got its own kind of bitter salty profile going on Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so you put that in your soups erin i put in my when i make my regular broth so i know that the broth that i posted for my rose compoyo did not have this because that one is the broth that i make just for that okay but um upon discussing this further i think i'm gonna put my regular broth that i use in every day 
up yeah. on the blog so that everyone can now make this mm -hmm. with the lemongrass, with the parmesan, with the curry mm, leaves. Yeah. Yeah, put all the variations. Just put everything in there. <laughs> when you put the Parmesan in, does it then turn the broth murky? Oh, my broth is always unclear. Okay. Yes, thank Which you. Happens. I can't wait to make it. I'm just going to make turkey just so I can make this le yes. leftover soup. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this next time. Ooh, next time I boil backs, chicken backs, I'm going to be making uh, the soup. Yummy! So good. It was a good, yeah. You guys yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, really good. Yes. Yeah. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the first half of this episode where we haven't made up our mind yet, <laughs> which is like Tune most of later. my episodes. Yeah.